this looks like here's the black guy showing you, right, that I'm your person. I'm, my skin might be black, but I'm a fully white supremacist as my thinking, ideology, policy choices, and I'm willing to dance for you all. Supremacy. What's up, everybody? Seemed like it was longer. <laughs> it was extra hype. My name is Jasiri X. I am co-founder and CEO of One Hood Media. And to my immediate right, miracle. I thought you need a remix of like a trap beat or a joke or something. Ski. It's your girl Miracle, aka Big Blessing with the Big Blessing. What's up, y'all? Uh, what's going on? Um, man, and sir? It's your boy Trevor Winless, never like supremacy, niggas like sleep, all of that. You know I mean? Oh, you like and sleep again, man. What's this? I mean, but this time it's not as uh it's not as pronounced. Intense. It's yeah. not as intense. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my brother. Full-time supervillain, part-time hater, Osama Him Laden, <laughs> Him Jong Il, you know, supreme Asiatic, intelligently divine. I feel, I feel like you need another. You need to find another. I need. Yeah, uh, I would, I've been dictator. Look, yeah, I need another <laughs> dictator. But you know what I mean. Him Jong Un, maybe. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. It's it's not the same. It don't hit yeah, the same. Yeah. But yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome. Um, welcome to you, sir. Yes. It's good and, to be uh, here. Yeah, fresh, we fresh were, off a flight. Fresh off a flight. Literally yeah. got off the flight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got into the seat, and we were in Philly uh, last week. Yeah. A um, lot happening. Uh, there's so much happening in the world. Yes. It's just, you know, white but, supremacy doesn't sleep. But we survived. That's the important part. We did. We did wow. survive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We came out we, of it. You know what? And it was such, it was a difficult survival tactic. It was a difficult journey. It was a difficult journey, but we did it. But you know what was more tough? What was mm. that? Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, you went... Uh, I don't know if you were in the middle seat, but you had a journey, right? I had a journey. I was actually in the window seat. Oh, you was in the window and seat? And I was in right, first right. class? Yeah. So, you oh. know. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. yeah. Free upgrade. Put, Shout it out. Put, Shout it respect, out. put some respect on my name, please. Maybe you did. Yeah. yeah. Have a journey. You know what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's because I'm lightly complected. Oh, is that what they it was? They put me where the house niggas sit. Oh. Oh, oh, oh shit. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Okay. I, I mean, you know, I figured I'd do it to myself before Miracle did. Yes. <laughs> Don't bring me into it. Yes. Don't bring me into it. That well, was all you. You know, what's interesting, Farouk, is... So I guess that's the question, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was still a hard journey. With all the hard work we had to do last week, and we often have to do as one hood, the question is... Yeah. Hmm. Were you taken out of your family? Mm. Sort of. Mm. I mean, my mom, like, yeah. took us away from our family in Chicago <clears throat> to move us to Pittsburgh. You know yeah. what I'm saying? yeah. I mean, so but that's the question, right? I mean, right. do we have it today? I mean, I'm separated from my family. Yeah, come on, right? Come up on, up here by myself. Look, look, so, look. yeah, we actually have it harder than slaves. Then we, we, it's harder for us today, isn't that? Slavery. We survived poll taxes and literacy tests. We survived discrimination yes. being woven into the laws of our country. What was hard to survive was Johnson's Great Society, where they decided 
to put money. I love the hesitancy of the hand decided to take the black father out of the household to get a check in the mail. And you can now measure that in unemployment, in crime, in devastation. This nigga really, anybody that doesn't follow this, what Tim Scott is basically saying is... Slavery, that was yeah, bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was you bad, but we made well, it through. We made it. But you know what was bad? What was really bad? Welfare. Yes. Damn. What? Yes. <laughs> what what? Much like, worse. Slavery. Hey, hey, hey. Welfare. And if you go like, to any black person and you say, what would you like more, right? What would you rather have? Food stamps or a hundred lashes. Or money. <laughs> We're going to say the whips, brother. Like every time, like lashes. Yeah. Lashes or money, right? Yeah. I mean, I, it's such a ridiculous, but again, the hesitation of the cops was like, it's they, like the crowd knows it's racist. Yeah, and that's the thing. The crowd had to be like, do we clap for this? No, they know it's racist, but it's a black person saying it. It was like the Boondocks episode when the very first Boondocks episode when they're at the garden party and they're like, I think the N-word's okay if I say if they say it. And they start <laughs> clapping. It's just like, if a black person is saying yes. this, then like, yes. you know what I mean? Any other candidate up there says, you know, like... If Even, Vivek would have said this, it would have any, been crazy. Anybody, if anybody says, like, just think about this, right? And I'm surprised you haven't hit our drop yet, right? Today's topic. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. surprised we haven't hit that drop yet. You know what I'm saying? Since we're no, going this, in on it's the light subject. skin, Today's you subject. know, first class aura. <laughs> I thank God for slavery. No. Oh. Today's topic. Today's subject. Today's subject. I got to find it. Oh. Today's subject. Slavery. Yes, we gotta start with that, bro. We gotta start with that. Boom. If anybody Here's else the challenge though, black families survived we, we slavery. We survived poll taxes and literacy oh tests. God. We survived we discrimination get, like, being yes. woven into the laws yeah. of our country. What was this is your man, Miracle. Uh, well, of all, I'm demanding. Well, this is the, the, first of all, don't be trying to put my personal business out there, number one. This <laughs> <laughs> because you don't meet the color chart. To date me doesn't oh, mean oh, you should throw wow. my man wow. Wow. in my yes. face. Wow. But, do I, but does my criminal record entice oh. you enough? <laughs> oh. No. Mugshot Miracle? <laughs> You're not locked it's, up, brother. It's too, yes, yeah. it's too far removed. That's it's the old you. <laughs> but listen, but listen, listen. It's the old you. If any other candidate than a black candidate starts a debate topic with slavery wasn't that bad hey guys do you want to know what's worse than slavery <laughs> i mean you can't there's racist already i mean but because he's black you know what's worse than slavery how about nothing tim Nothing is worse about, about nothing. than slavery, bro. I mean, and then, then the, the idea that, like, because we live, hundreds of millions of people died on the middle passage just on the boat over here. Yeah, man. Hundreds of millions of people died. Killed, tortured, raped, abused. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, come on, bro. Welfare was our downfall? Taking the black, Welfare. Taking the black father out the family, man. Tim had a point to prove. I don't know what the point was. But th- this is the wild part that Tim says that. And I believe Tim, isn't Tim from like a single parent household? In South Carolina. Right. Looking but like Tim, a fat Albert but, character. But, <laughs> but Tim was. said we would not talk about people. We did say that. No, pers- appearance. no personal appearance, my brother. Hey, listen. But Tim, but they, Tim go, will be they go low, I go lower. Hold on, Farouk. <laughs> but Tim will be the first person to tell you yeah. that despite his upbringing, mm-hmm. he never experienced any racism. Right. He never experienced any systematic institutional racism. 
He never experienced any what, systems. What utopia do you come from, Tim? No, but I'm saying. Because I want to visit. But, but this is the thing, bro. You can't have it both ways. Right. You can't say welfare, the system of welfare, mm-hmm. that the system of helping women on welfare, whatever, and whatever, you know, uh, metric you measure at, that that system destroyed the black family and destroyed black people so much so that that was worse than slavery, but then say there was no system in place. Although you came from a single-parent household, there were no systems that you had to fight or struggle against that prevented you from being a success. So which is it? Is it no system is in place that hurts black people or prevents us from being successful? In fact, we can be a, a senator. You know, we can even have an imaginary girlfriend, right? Imaginary. We can have all of that. She's not right? imaginary. She's sitting right across from us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let, me do, let me do my girlfriend duties and be the black Defend whisperer. Your, wait, wait, wait. Let me no be way, the black no whisperer Miracle. for Tim Scott. Defend your right? king. Uh, so what Tim Scott is saying is that slavery, slavery is, 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 is a is, choice. It was bad. <laughs> but because President Johnson is a Democrat, who created this infrastructure of investing in communities, yes. he's trying to lay out this idea that these programs were detrimental and harmful for the black people yes. and were anti-black not, not and just, racist. Not just harmful, Miracle. Worse than slavery. Worse than slavery. While we are focusing on the fact that his analogy may not have been the best, mm-hmm. we cannot mm-hmm. ignore the fact that things like redlining harm black people. Yes. That the ways in which racism and anti-blackness are coven and woven into these social programs harm Absolutely. black people. Yes. And that was the compromise that President Johnson did with Republicans at that time. So that's why Tim Scott is incorrect in his analysis. But as he's running for president and he's trying to to get more black and brown people to vote for him, he's trying to weave this narrative that these social supports that we deserve are going to harm us in the long run and therefore we should vote for this capitalist structure, which is wrong. So which you're saying right, support which harms us as well. Which right? I'm saying is he was wrong. He just, he used the wrong analogy and his analysis is insufficient and and leaving a lot to be desired. However, I do think that there is an argument for the fact that when we talk about welfare not being progressive, welfare does take people, two parents out of a home, Mm -hmm. right? Because you have to hit an income threshold in order to get support services. And so to me, the conversation is how do we revamp and we work these social supports, not demonize the people who need these supports. So miracle. So I'm focusing on the policies, not the person, because I'm trying to transformative justice. You know what I mean? To get back to the person, miracle. I don't think we need to talk about the person. I think we need to talk about the policies and the the liberation of black people. Does Tim want black people to be liberated? Hell Tim, no. Tim believes in all lives, and he Hell wants all lives no. to be liberated. What's, and therefore, what's liberation for Tim Scott? And, I want to know what that, what that looks like. we got to focus on the policies, right? And the people who are impacted, not necessarily the politicians. But Miracle, you know? isn't this like, really, isn't this the politician version of just dancing and shucking and jiving in front Ooh. of white people, right? Like the black dude, he's the only black you, dude on that stage. You dismiss slavery. Like, right, that's right, absolutely right. Here, here's a, here's a quote. We, wait, 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 Miracle. Before you answer, here's a quote from, what's my sister's name? Um, Nikki, Hannah, Nikki, Nikki Hannah-Jones, yeah. right, who wrote the 1619 Project. She says, imagine being black 
and running in a political party where you believe you need to disgrace your ancestors to have a chance. And so, like, from the outside looking in, this this looks like here's the black guy showing you, right, that I'm your person. My skin might be black, but I'm a fully white supremacist as my thinking, ideology, policy choices, and I'm willing to dance for you all. And if that means... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my coon on. I mean, can't we say? I really think whoever is running his campaign is doing him a disservice specifically for this very reason. I think, I believe that he has a really great way to talk about race. And he just is trying to move away <laughs> from it instead of leaning into it. Right, because we didn't all survive slavery. No, our families we were lynched. Our families were yes. murdered. There were hundreds of rebellions yes. where people were, were, you know, murdered. Thinking even Nat Absolutely. Turner, so we didn't all survive. Yes, and yes. just like we didn't all survive slavery, we didn't all survive Jim Crow. No, we didn't all survive the Black Codes. We haven't yes. all survived this cycle of mass incarceration. You would so, think a black man in the South would understand would, that. But correct. Go on, Miracle. I think that people like Tim Scott kind of suffer from this talented tith mindset where it's like I made it and because I made it I don't understand why other people can't make it too and I don't understand why other people just don't do what I did to make it right and they turn around and start to see an investments and supports as the enemy but the truth of the matter is Johnson society wasn't just for black people. Everybody got support in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. True. White people got the most welfare, you know, after the 60s and the 70s and benefited, whether it was the GI Bill or other social welfare investments. White people were getting it first Uh, and and better, even into the welfare for work program where they would put white women in businesses as secretaries and they would make black people go and work in grocery shops as baggers or fast food workers and wouldn't even give people the same opportunities to rise up out of poverty. So Tim Scott is just wrong. True. But I do think he believes that if he can follow this kind of Justice Clarence Thomas, if I stop talking about race, people won't ask me about race. But, but he and brought it, it up. And, and it is just horrible. He he brought up slavery. And then this is the thing, you know, like, as far as, like, Tim Scott's way of success, I mean, I like to stand up straight when I'm around white people. I don't like to bend down to my knees or do no dances. And so I can't follow Tim Scott's way yeah. of success, right? You know what I'm saying? It's because, the same old axiom, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, like... But to me, this is worse. It is worse. Because no, this it, is... It a, absolutely This is, is a performative mm-hmm. type of... This is a black... Like, Tim Scott's intelligent. Tim Scott's not dumb. He's a city center. He's intelligent. He knows that white people want yeah. to see this performative black person, similar to Clarence Thomas, right? They want the performative, you know, they want their boots kiss mm-hmm. in many ways. And so Tim Scott is willing to go on a national TV debate stage and like Nikki Hannah-Jones says, disrespect his own ancestors, right? right? As a black man from South Carolina and pretend that as a black man in South Carolina, I mean, he's talking about poll taxes. You all Republicans right now are trying to make it harder for black and brown people to vote. They're trying to bring back maybe not a poll tax, but really the idea 
yeah. of a poll tax, right? Because you don't want people to vote. You're mad at Governor Shapiro because Governor Shapiro said we're going to have automatic voter registration. You don't want people to vote. And so that's what's so insidious mm-hmm. about a Tim Scott is this performative black, white man in black face that you put on. And you say these things that you know white people want to hear. You know they're not true. And Tim Scott, if he was honest, knows that his own experience, he got pulled over by police. His own experience, he's experienced racism and white supremacy probably most of his life, even now. Absolutely. But he knows that that doesn't play with the white people that he wants to get money and success and he wants to be friends with. And so that's what's so whack about Tim Scott. You know what I'm saying? And that's why he's going to fail because ultimately white supremacy going to win. Even if he somehow became vice president, white supremacy going to win, bro. You know what I'm saying? Fantasy girlfriends or not, white supremacy going to win. You know what I'm saying? And this is the thing. You know, last thing I'll say is, I'd rather be myself, man. A thousand. If, if I got to pretend, this nigga got to pretend to have a girlfriend. Mm. Oh, she's a Christian, and every night we, well, where's she at, Tim? Oh, she's somewhere <laughs> in, the, in the ether. <laughs> in Canada. I mean, he got to pretend because this is the role he has to play. He's playing a role. Mm. He's playing a role to get entryway into this white society that they'll never fully allow him in because he's a black dude from South Carolina and mayor might not, you know what I'm saying? We don't care. I don't care what his sexual orientation or preference is, but I mean, that's what's so wild about this. You know what I'm saying? And so detrimental to our community. I think he's Terry Cruising through this campaign. <laughs> okay, you know what, what, was, what did Coon mean? <laughs> uh, Countering our negative energy or what was it? I can't Countering remember. our own negativity. Conquering our own negativity. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That yeah, was just. That shit was wild. But like, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I agree with Miracle when I say that. he's. I, I agree with Miracle and Nikki Hannah-Jones when they say that he's disrespecting our ancestors by essentially forgetting those who didn't survive right and saying oh because i survived i speak for everybody yes it's like you don't speak for everybody bro absolutely not you don't even believe that there are racist systems up against us right so you can't speak for everybody Mm. because you're speaking from a very limited perspective you know what i'm saying a thousand percent are you have any final thoughts farouk yeah no fuck him And, and, and and this is what's wild because at the same time that here's tim scott pretending that these, you know, welfare destroyed the black family. And so now what happens here are black people coming together, right? Because we're seeing that like, okay. And we're always told, just like you said, pull yourself from your bootstraps, black person. Why don't y'all help one another? Why don't you pull your resources and do something together? That's what we did. Well, this is what this program did. And it was a venture capital fund that was specifically designed to help black women called the fearless fund. Right. And now a lawyer is, or now they're being sued. And so a federal judge blocked this venture capital fund from moving forward because it, you know, uh, this is this same guy who sued to end affirmative action is saying, Oh, this shouldn't, this is illegal because this is a fund that's only designed to award and help black women. So which is it? Is it we're supposed to get together and use our money to help one another and pull ourselves up, go back to our community, see folks that we think need help and provide opportunities for them or not? Nah? Like, which is it? I do have a take. I feel like what 
both of these scenarios are showing us is that like when it comes to our community, it's not going to benefit us to look to the government for help because it's not in the government's yeah. interest to help us. But this isn't the fearless fund was not the fearless fund was started by black women to help black women. Mm-hmm. It's a, this a venture capital fund. They got money. They decide to pull their resources together and because oftentimes if you want to start a business, mm-hmm. a lot of times we have a brilliant, amazing business ideas, but we don't have the money mm-hmm. to invest in it, right? So I, I saw this list of folks that were saying, like, Elon Musk got a loan from his family. Trump got a loan from his family. Bezos got a loan from his family. Like, all these people that we see are these billionaire, you know, today, they actually had family members to give them the capital mm-hmm. to start their businesses. Oftentimes, we don't have family members or individuals mm-hmm. that have the capital. So these black women came together to start the Fearless Fund to say, we're going to be the capital. Mm-hmm. And we're going to provide this capital specifically to black women who want to start businesses. And now a judge is saying, you can't do that. That's discriminatory because mm-hmm. you only want to give this to other black women. So this is kind of like the political Tulsa happening right in front of our faces. <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. Basically they playing in our faces. Miracle. Which should we, I mean, legally, I mean, this is that same, you know, activist that, that sued for affirmative action. White so supremacist now, bigot. White supremacist mm. bigot. Right. So now there's no race. In my opinion. Right, right. There's no, as if like, I guess 4%, Black people at a university was too much for him. <laughs> you know, think about it. Most of these universities, three, four, five percent, right? That's too much, you know. And so now he's going after like black women that want to help other black Correct. women. And at first, <laughs> the case was thrown out, and then they did an emergency appeal to the federal courts and who did the stay. What's really funny is we're starting to watch people galvanize to push back against this man, yes, because they realize <laughs> that now that he's made everything equal and has taken race out, white people have to prove that they now meet the standard. Mm-hmm. In the past, white people just were the standard and True. everybody else was like doing diversity. And now they've gone back and they're looking at college admissions and they're fighting and people are actually more upset with this whole organization because it was done to keep more black people out of PWIs, which is yes. predominantly white institutions. Absolutely. And now it's like, oh, nobody's getting into college. And people are even more upset and frustrated because now everybody's application is getting that second, third, and fourth Hopefully. look. And now they might have to be there. And on top Good. of that, some places, like, we're not even doing legacy anymore. Right. right? Yeah. We have endowments. Be. We have yes. this other <laughs> money. We don't even need you. Right. And so now people are really upset. And with this venture fund, I believe – it is like less than 2% of all venture capital funding goes to black women. Wow. I could believe that. This one fund is for black women. There are funds for white women. There are funds for women-owned businesses. There are funds for Asian women. There are even funds for Jewish women to do all all type of work. The only problem this firm has is whenever there's any type of support resources 
identified for black people. Absolutely. They don't care about the discrimination. No. They don't care about the racism. They don't care about <laughs> about all the ways that we get pushed out. They only care that when we get supported and included it and people are talking about, okay, well, maybe we need to go back to our covert ways of like when you see stuff and you know that if it's national, it's black. If it's, you know, if the national this or the national league of this, that is the code word for it being black or black red. Do we need to go back to start changing our applications oh, wow. yeah. and our names so that people don't mess with us? And I think that we should have the right to say black. Like yeah. we had the, you know, say gay. I think we should be able to say black. I think yeah. we should be able to talk about that and, and not, not have sued. to worry about being sued <laughs> because if the government can't help people and then privately and mutual aid, we can't help our own people. Right then you're just waiting for people to destroy us. Right. So and you had a point, and this came, comes from the Fearless Funds uh, website. It says, in 2018, U.S. company raised a total of $130 billion in venture capitalist funding, yet only 2.2 of that went towards female-founded companies, mm-hmm. and less than 1% was allocated towards businesses founded by women of color. And you just mentioned it, guys. I just want to put some names on these. Edward Bloom is that white supremacist bigot that she mentioned that's doing all of these, suing all of these different folks, and his organization is called American Alliance for Equal Rights. And so basically he's saying that this is a right. American Alliance for Equal Rights. And he's basically saying that they want it, you know, they feel like the Fearless Fund is a, quote, racially exclusive programs. And like Miracle said, that anything that we say, if we said, hey, we have a grant that we want to give, a resource that we want to give, and we only want to give it to black people, to them that's racially exclusive, and then now you set yourself up to be sued, right? You know, we're part of a cohort right now that is for arts organizations of color, Mm -hmm. you know, by this dude's, if this dude got wind of this, he could probably sue. Yeah. And so what happens is, like Miracle said, now, you know, people who kind of looked at themselves in 2020 and said, okay, well, obviously we have not been inclusive to black people, have not been, you know, specifically reaching out or including, less fund or invest or support black organizations, you know, black people in the community doing positive work. Now, if you say that specifically... You open yourself up to possibly being sued. And so some people, will, you know, it's like it, it gives you another reason not to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you might not have wanted to do it anyway, but now you can say, oh, we can't say this is just for black people or black organizations or black businesses because Edward is going to sue us. And so like you said, like so now where does that lead us? If we can't get support, you know, from government entities, right, or we can't even pull our own resources to help one another, where are we now? In hell. Going to space? We going to space, brother? Fuck these niggas. We going to space, <laughs> man. I've been, yo, I've been waiting to bring that back out. Yes. You yes. see that the first, was it, the, I seen something last night. It was like, the first operational space hotel will go up in 2027. And the response was, we just want free health care. Wow. Like, we just want health care. Yes, yes, yes. You yes, know what yes. I mean? Exactly. It was like, yeah. But yeah. I, st- I still want to go to space. I mean, again, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I it, have health care, so I can go to space. I mean, I think as, you know, Brother Tim Scott was saying, we survived all of these things. My question really is going to be when we're talking about 
the vision for our future. You don't want to prevent people from racial discrimination. You want people to have the right of free choice, free movement. So if they don't want to support and invest in black people, you don't want to force them to. Right. You don't want people to identify as black-run businesses or black-run organizations. Yeah. You don't want people to support people because they are black. Yeah. What do you want, right? Because it's okay for there to be a Irish Day Festival. It's okay for to have a little Italy Day. Yeah. It's okay for have you know Puerto Rican Festival. It's okay for all of these festivals. They just don't want black people to exist. Well, they just don't. And I think it's okay for Pride, and you put the. I guess we have Juneteenth. You know, they try to take Juneteenth away, right? Oh, yeah, They're I saying it's not, yeah. it's not a real holiday. Vivek, Vivek and Tim Scott want to take away Juneteenth. I forgot about that. Whenever Crazy. there is representation of black people, there is this pushback. A thousand percent, That yes. people, it just, it gets them to their core. They don't care what, what was just celebrated, but knowing that it is black, it just enrages them to push back yeah. and clamp her down. And... I'm wondering, like, how do we think about navigating the society that doesn't want black people? Yeah. Because, like, we can sit there and talk about where to go, move here, but nobody's wanting, it's like, black Americans move here. Yes. Black Americans be here, right? So we have to create our own places and spaces, and I'm wondering where the conversation goes, because we're so, we're we're not even able to even be in the survival stage. We're just here, like, trying to make it day by day, and we can't even think about, like, stuff three months in the future, six months in the future, two years, because even when we're doing stuff that's inclusive, all of these funds, and which I think is very important, yes. all of these businesses may be black run, but they don't only have black employees. Absolutely, right. 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 They don't only have black customers and consumers. Mm-hmm. True. So you have black run businesses that have multicultural staff that are serving a multicultural population and right. are still trying to get them absolutely to go under. It doesn't make sense. And, and shout out to Arian Simone and Ayana Parsons, who are the general partners for the Fearless Fund. But I would argue with you. I would push back on your statement, Miracle, because America does, like, they do want black people, but not black people to be authentically themselves. And so I think when you look at the Republican debate and you see Tim Scott and Vivek, right? Yeah. It's like, this is how America wants black and brown people to show up. They want us to show up, one, like, looking like them, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want us to be ethnically. You had a great point last episode where you talked about Farouk. Vivek showed up in his ethnic Indian. Yeah, he showed up in a cultural garb. Garb. Yeah. What the, the, I mean, they would go crazy. They would lose their minds, right? So we got to look like you, and we have to adopt your white supremacist ideology and mindset. If we can do that... If we can look like you and we can parrot all of this bullshit that we know is not true, right? Then they accept us into that. I mean, look at Candace Owens, right? They bring you right in. They accept you in. They hug you. They love you. They make you a part of their thing. They won't all the way include you in. I mean, it's white supremacy, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, so Clarence Thomas, he got used by that billionaire. What was it? Harlan. Yeah, Harlan, Harlan Crow. Harlan Crow. <laughs> the illest supervillain name ever next to him, so, John Ill. So you can get a seat on the <laughs> you can get a seat on the plane, Clarence, because you're a Supreme Court justice. You're useful to us, right? Yeah. You're useful to us in what we want to do in the cases. So you can get a seat on the plane. You're not moving in, right? Right. You're you're not you'll never be on our level. But you can move in. And so to me, America does want black people and brown people, but they want us to fit into this paradigm and idea and they want us to absolutely be ahistorical 
know what I'm saying? Like they don't want us to challenge or push back to any of the white supremacists or systemic institutional racism that we see. No, we just be happy to be here. You ain't in Africa. We just should be happy to be here and smile and thank Massa all day. And that's the type of person of color that America wants more of. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to beat a dead horse, but to continue beating this dead horse, this is why I have a problem with this idea that like, all of this can be talked away. <laughs> All of this can just be vaccinated. It's not that simple. Like that is such a yes. reductive way of looking at these systemic principles. True. Whether Tim Scott wants to True. acknowledge their existence or not, they're here, bro. Yes. And everybody at this table is 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 living self-evident in reflection of these systems because we've all had to go through the issues with student loans. We yeah. had to deal with we had to deal with economic systems. We had yeah. to deal with public housing. We Absolutely. had to deal with public assistance. All of these things we had to deal with, but the fact that we're here right now isn't indicative of Tim Scott's truth that we, you know, pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps. Is no, we're bringing attention to the fact that all of these systems that Tim Scott claims does not exist right. still to this very day hold all four of us, the people at this table, back. Yeah, and when absolutely. you can get up in front of a Republican debate in front of millions of people and tap dance and sing this song that this shit ain't that bad. It was only bad until we started taking handouts. Like, my nigga. Like, you yeah. can't be fucking serious, man. Mm-hmm. And then to have Vivek yeah. chatting all this shit, like, where he wants to end birthright citizenship, where he's casting aside who his father is. He's come here under the aspersion that he's, like, this American dream. Yeah. And he's used, like, you know, the H-1 visa to his, his benefit. Yes. All these other, you yes. know, th- it's, it's bruv. The man mm-hmm. born to two non-citizen parents wants to try to prevent anybody born from two non-citizen parents to not be American citizen. If I can quote... That's crazy. If I can quote the great poet Sean Carter, we don't believe you need yes. more people. Yes, yes. No, and I think you you broke it down. We Maybe we need to call like 911. Hey, we got to get Tim Scott an emergency vaccine man, and we can rush him to the man. University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe we need to like inoculation and awareness yeah. time frame maybe if you know if he had a, a girlfriend i could maybe talk to him mm. who knows <laughs> who knows well, maybe perhaps so we have breaking news breaking, breaking news breaking news right now right now oh snap not right now but right now uh right right, right now our former president 44 Which one mr trump oh, okay for, okay trump is, is 45 had to yeah, arrive at a new york city courthouse Today uh-huh. for a civil trial. Now I think this is you know was it's it, hard is, was to this figure the out. One? I don't know which one it is. It's so funny. After we we'll have to find out because he has so many civil trials. He, really uh, he just got there was just a decision. Who is this nigga? Oh, Robert Downey no, Jr. I believe. <laughs> no, Robert Downey Jr. actually got his shit together. Yeah, right? did, I mean, yeah. this dude is like but remember a when menace. He didn't, yo, like, yes, no, this dude is a menace, menace. So I believe this is the lawsuit that. The Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, filed against him. And basically, they got a victory this past week because a judge agreed that President Trump, former President Trump, disgraced President Trump. Yes, 91 felonies. Man, listen. um, Overvalued his holdings by as much as $2.2 billion. That's crazy. A New York judge ruled that Donald Trump persistently committed fraud mm. by inflating the value of his assets and stripped the former president of control 
over some of his signature New York properties. Letitia James argued that Trump has inflated the value of his properties by as much as $2.2 billion and is seeking a $250 million penalty. How he not going to be able to pay it? That's the point, Miracle. He don't see you bankrupt this man. He don't have no lawyers. And guess where he end up? In prison. I'm with you, Letitia. Let's go. Is that, I'm, did I say the quiet part out loud? No. Nah. <laughs> bankrupt this man. So Trump, you know, it's funny because Trump is on record as saying like Mar-a-Lago is valued at $1.5 billion. Which is crazy because we were talking like there's buildings in New York City right now that's not worth That's $1. not $1.5 billion. Dollars, right? Not in fucking the swamp, the Everglades of Florida. Right. But again, it a was assessed. $1.5 billion. Dollar. You know, this property was assessed, they said, between 27 to $18 million, which is a lot for a property. That, that's a lot. But again, yeah. if it's worth $1.5 billion, then you should be paying $1.5 billion in taxes, in property taxes, which you are not paying, right? No. Mm-hmm. So, Miracle, mm-hmm. where does this leave Donald Trump? Does it just leave him in a place where... He's not because he also has I mean, obviously a prudent buyer or a prudent investor. <laughs> the onus is on them to double check and verify yes. any type of information they get before they they submit their investment. Yes. And of course, you know, Donald Trump is a salesman. He's going to, you know, talk about his work and maybe inflate a little inflation there, a little, little inflation there. Little Conan. Little, little, little Conan never hurt nobody. I mean, a little fraud, a little lie, you know. <laughs> it's New York. I'm pretty sure they do that. You know, you got to fake it till you make it. And, you know. Do you? <laughs> it's a little fraud. It's just a, it's a, it's a little deceit. Yes. A little bit of a lie. But, but it, it a is, little untrue. It, it's wild that, like, he's been doing this his whole career. Like you said, like, Trump made a career lying, right? He would call the he would call the newspaper and pretend to be somebody else and talk about himself in ways that inflated him. That's crazy. It, it That's was a crazy. Uh, it was a, a a a writer for Forbes magazine that basically said that he visited Trump's penthouse and Trump kept talking about it's thirty three thousand square feet. It's thirty three thousand square feet, and then he went and got the blueprints, and it's ten thousand square feet. So again, like this is somebody who has a history of lying, but they're saying this: the decision could terminate his control over a flagship commercial property at forty Wall Street in Lower Manhattan, a family estate in Westchester County, and Trump might lose control over his other New York properties, including Trump Tower. I have a theory. Mm. Oh, Wait, shit. What's your theory? My theory about? is the same as like the Me Too theory, is that when people become too expensive and too much of a drain <laughs> to deal with, you just turn to the law to get rid of them. <laughs> Right, like uh, everybody from like Me Too who really got canceled. Yes, it was people whose contracts were too expensive. It was people who had like bad attitudes. Mel Tucker, Mel Tucker, they didn't want to deal with seventy nine million. You don't want to deal with it. What happens? You be like, oh, I'm not covering for this Me Too allegation, and you move on. You wash your hands for cause, and it happens. Same thing with Trump. Trump is. He's not bringing in the money anymore. True. People are looking right. at the books. Yeah. He, his stuff is devalued. And I remember in Atlanta, his Trump Tower for a minute wasn't didn't even get built because they ran out of money and right. funding for it. So people are like, at this point, no. And also, there are other developers who can take that money, take that property, and flip it. New York, we've seen 
they were just flooding a couple yeah. of weeks ago. They need better do, investment yeah, yeah. and utilities for those properties. So, like, bruh, either sell them or move on. You know, that's a really fascinating... That's a great, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I don't think that's far-fetched at all. According, I, I think they said Trump has filed for bankruptcy six times. I mean, clear, I mean, he's, you know, he's How many known, times are you allowed to file for bankruptcy? Obviously, more than... Yeah, it's unlimited, but you know what I'm saying? without student loans, because you cannot put those in bankruptcy. Which is but crazy. everything else... But it does just, seem like, like you said, I mean... If the federal government shuts down, student loans should shut down. Mm. True, right. but it's like every... Think about it. Like, every time, I mean, Trump has... The trial coming up in Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. Where one of the defendants has already pleaded guilty, a bail bondsman, and also not only pleaded guilty, but said that he would testify. And they're saying now, Trouble, that Fannie, the DA in this case, is saying they're accepting plea deals. And so remember, we kind of asked, can people plea? So that's opening up for if you want to plea and kind of flip on Donald Trump, but it's like now every time we see Donald Trump is connected to one of these felonies or one of these cases or, you know, he's showing up, he's slurring his words, he's mistaken Obama and Bush and, you know, he's having all of these kind of like senior moments. And so, you know, the, Trump tried to buy a gun. <laughs> he got ops, man. Yo, if he goes he to jail, jail he tried day. to buy a gun, and they said like he's not able to buy a gun. So Why? He went to G-Lock. Because you got mad felonies, my nigga. You got yeah. so many federal indictments. You're not allowed to buy a gun because you saw they had to delete the tweet that said he bought a gun. <laughs> so you're right, Miracle. Could you, like, could you imagine Trump hanging out the window <laughs> with the blicks, like 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 the Joker and the exactly <laughs> like that, man? But I mean, I think that's you're you're right in the sense that. All he's doing is causing this embarrassment. And I think, like, probably the leadership of the Republican Party, if they're honest, would like him because it's like he has so much influence that they can't openly go against him because he's leading in the race by far. It's not even close. Which is still crazy. The man doesn't even have to debate. He's like, yo, why, why am I debating these dudes, man? I'm so mm. far ahead. Like, I don't even have to debate. Think about that. I don't got to go deal with these dwarves. You know what I'm saying? These seven dwarves. Yo, you know who Trump is like? He's like hot fire. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Everything you do, nigga, is just dick ride. He's hot fire, (laughs) man. I take a shot. I missed it. (laughs) Psych. I switched it. That's Trump. (laughs) Hey, bro, it's crazy. I can't with you. That's Trump, man. Oh, that's facts. He's super hot fire, So, So, Miracle. So... Again, the judge ruled in Letitia James' favor. It's looking like he may have to pay $250 million. He has to pay, you know, you had mentioned the case where he was accused of sexual assault. He actually, they said he sexually assaulted E. Jean Carroll. That case is coming up, not to even talk about it, but just to see how much money Trump owes. He owes for all of these lawyers. Lawyers are leaving. Is she even going to get any money from this? And wait, I, yeah, I mean, well, I guess I don't know. He might file for bankruptcy again, so who knows? Yeah. But I guess my question to you, Miracle, do you see now Donald Trump? No, I think he's gonna abscond. To oh, I he's gonna abscond. He, if they wait, don't what, take Miracle, him today, he don't got no money. <laughs> listen, he just needs one plane. All he needs is one plane. <laughs> All I need is one plane. Not <laughs> even one mic, just one plane. That's all, I all he needs is just one plane, and he and he's gone. I do think for to get the money back, I do foresee the if he loses these trials. Yes, the the courts can force Donald Trump to sell properties. 
Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You can force people to like liquidate their assets in order to pay these garnishments. So I do foresee him losing a lot of his properties to pay back either of the people who personally sue him or the governments of New York. But I don't think I don't see I don't foresee him going to jail. I think that the minute he sees the writing on the wall, he's we're going to wake up and he's going to be in Russia. Or <laughs> like or Bali or another place that doesn't imagine Trump and Russell doing yoga on the beach. <laughs> I think I, I just I don't foresee with, I just don't some a place that doesn't be, have extradition like Venezuela or something. Yeah, yeah because I think they were they saying get him that Rico in Georgia, him. I think it's a minimum of like four years. So you only have to do like a year like serving time. You can't get like probation yeah. um for that. And so I don't foresee him like let me stay around. And Trump would also be a dude to, like, fake his own death. <laughs> like, Trump would do that. You know what I'm saying? He would be that type of dude. <laughs> and so, then pop up like, next week. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, pop up in Saudi Arabia. Pop up in, <laughs> pop up yeah, in Dubai. I don't think, um, I don't think he, his, his ego will allow him to fake his own death because then he, that he, is true. he can't get attention. True. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. True. Well, so we went to, you know, we talked about the Jordan of white supremacy. Right. But, you know, there's always that question about the GOAT, right? Of course. The LeBron of white supremacy got something to say about it. Elon Musk Tesla. (laughs) Face, workers face slurs, racist graffiti, and retaliation, a federal suit says. It says Elon Musk's electric vehicle company Tesla allowed racial harassment of his black employees to run rampant. No. I can't. How? <laughs> you mean like he allows racism to and racial harassment to run rampant on X? <laughs> so this was at the plant in Fremont, California and retaliated against some workers who complained a federal agency charged with enforcing civil rights lawsuit alleged Thursday Black employees routinely face racial slurs, including variations of the N-word. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm not just going to hit you with the regular N-word. Very, what, I mean, I wonder what these variations yeah, are. Like, <laughs> nigger, nigga, nigger, So the U.S. Equal Opportunity I, I'm really Employment Commission, like, the EOC, or some shit? it says graffiti depicting nooses, swastikas and more casually drawn across the facility's public spaces. Tesla did not immediately respond to a request for comment. So again, I think like if you go to a place that's hiring you and it's run by Elon Musk, I mean, you kind of got to expect like racism and white supremacy is going to live here. And if you are a black employee, you're going to have to begin to learn the variations of the N word. <laughs> I wonder if they had like a they had a glossary they handed out in an employee handbook. <laughs> like on Tuesday we use these terms, Wednesday we use these terms, and Thursday we have food trucks. They have like they have they have like their high level meetings. Okay, so we've used nigger over what variations can we put on the word? Well, you know what, vinegar. <laughs> How creative! Hey, hey, hey! Who can draw nooses the best? Uh, we need mm. another Tom. <laughs> Tom, did you did you go to RISD? Why don't you come here and just you know put put some nooses down here for us? Thanks, Tom. Oh, it says the Justice Department sued SpaceX, also owned by Musk. I wonder, last, yo, I wonder how month. upset Elon's going to be when he gets to space and sees that shit is black. <laughs> <laughs> this nigger, <laughs> call a space a nigger. <laughs> 
Space nigger. <laughs> Remember space niggers? I do Whoa. not. I did not know that was a thing. I got to pull it up, Jack. I Hold on. I no, no, no. It says, the Justice Department sued SpaceX, also owned by Musk, last month, alleging the company discriminated against refugees and asylum seekers in its hiring process. Half a dozen mm. women sued Tesla in 2021, arguing that the company fostered a culture of sexual harassment. That same year, the federal court in California ordered Tesla to pay nearly $137 million in damages after an employee said they encountered racist abuse at Tesla's Fremont site. Yeah, is, I like the idea. I think this episode should be called Variations of the N-Word. <laughs> I think this goes to show you how we, we talk how many, about... How many different ways we can say nigga? <laughs> how many... How, can a nigga borrow a pencil? <laughs> no. I think this goes to show you how we talk about we cannot age out of anti-blackness and racism. No. These are tech bros. These are people yes. in tech. Like, they're supposed to be looking at machinery, and they still find ways to be bigots. Mm. And when we're looking at how our society is advancing, we can look at these places and be like, once again, this is got to be like less than 2% of the staff. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. like maybe like 500 people. That's enough, Miracle. That's maybe. A, that's enough to have various variations of the N-word. I wonder maybe. If each, did each one have like a name? That's nigger Jacob. That's where I was going. But like tech Nigger, nigger Jim. No, nigger Jamal. Nigger Jamal is, is here today. There's this meme going around, and I forgot what the terminology is called, where you create animals and it makes it look like a word. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. And all of them, like, there were teams like, nope, yes, hi, cute, or... And then, like, a bunch of them are just, like, in the N-word in various, wow. yeah. various like, and it's just there. It's like, these are supposed to be dogs and kittens. Why is somebody, that, why is their thing, like, <laughs> trying to say racial stuff? Nigglicious. I'm trying to think it. of variations. <laughs> like, yeah, and, like, are you doing, like, are you ascribing, like, a prefix or a suffix? But, like, Because so, I'm trying to break this down. <laughs> like, my high school, they used to be, like, zigzag. Because it's like niggas like backwards. Zig, zig, law? No. Oh, wow. So you would write stuff backwards or the Africans, they would like have a <laughs> sentence. Yo, and then listen. It, you know how like when you write a sentence and all the first words make a word and then they would just use that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, go, going yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. yo, them 10 percenters, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the 10 is wild, bro. <laughs> like going zig through, you, you like maybe the eight people age out of this. It's like, no, I got to deal with this the rest of my life. Mm. Yes. I'm with my project manager yeah. on a multi-million dollar, yeah. you know, investment and I got to deal with people putting nooses. Right, drawing nooses and swastika. I mean, you're, you're right, Miracle. You would think that, like, okay, I'm working for Tesla. I'm working for this electric car company. These are highly intelligent scientists and engineers. And then you showing up and you nigga Jamal. Like, that's your name. <laughs> and so this is the quote. Here's the quote. It says, according to the EOC lawsuit, since at least 2015, black employees at the Fremont facility have, quote, routinely endured racial abuse, pervasive stereotyping and hostility, as well as epithets such as variations of the N-word, monkey, boy, and black bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Slurs were used casually and openly in high-traffic areas and at worker hubs. Black employees regularly encountered graffiti, including variations of the N-word, <laughs> swastikas, threats, and nooses on desks, and other equipment in bathroom stalls, just, I'm just trying to within make elevators, and even on new vehicles rolling off the production line. What? Whoa. 
Imagine you got that limited edition Tesla. <laughs> hey, I got the new the new nigga Tesla. Oh shit. <laughs> I got I got my Model N. <laughs> I got that that cyber nigga truck. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that cyber truck look hot. A cyber nigga? The cy- we call it cyber nigger over here for <laughs> <laughs> Was that an accident? <laughs> yes, it was. I didn't mean to <laughs> You had a comment trouble that you want to say? Yeah, I was going to say that it's ironic that they were <laughs> discriminating against refugees, but niggas want to be aliens in space. Oh, drop. Yes. Black shirt Are you black? Drop. No, I'm not black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, again, man, you work for Elon Musk. I mean, just, I don't. It's going to be hard. I mean, Elon is coming for the championship in white supremacy. Man, man, listen. Trump got six, but Elon got four. He's coming for another one, man. man. He's coming for his fifth ring. Oh, my God. Do we have... Do, uh, do, we, do we have hope? <laughs> do, we, do we have hope? We need to get... We don't have hope. Well, apparently... We even, have variations of the N-word. That's all we have. <laughs> we don't even have hope if we were to go... To Canada, Farouk. I know. Yo, Damn. listen. Trudeau even in bugging. Canada. Did you see the shit with the Nazi? That was crazy. Like, troop bruv. They are bugging. I am. They are bugging. Beside myself. But I guess Canada is also becoming more racist and white supremacy. I mean, is saying that there were posters put around British Columbia yeah. that said, whites only, moms and tots. Yeah. Are you looking for somewhere for your children that can play with others that look like them? Wow. Are they tired of being a minority in their schools or daycares? Escape forced diversity and join other proud parents of European children as we create an atmosphere in which our kids can say variations of the N word. Jack, I'm gonna pull this up because you gotta you gotta see this this. So this. here's the thing: what, what the whites only mom and yeah, tots poster? Like, so put this on the screen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, it what says, I would uh, get is like I would get it if you were in if this. They got a, they got a QR code. <laughs> like, what does it take you? Like, right to the KKK? Oh, it takes you to friends of Donald Trump. Donate here. <laughs> I would get it if I would almost get it if you were actually like in Toronto. But like this is Vancouver. This is outside of Vancouver, British Columbia, which is still like the whitest part of Canada. It's yeah. still one of the most homogenous parts. Like Canada, by and large, is still a very homogenous country. Yeah. So where are you going that your children don't look white? That's what I want to know. There's only like three big cities in in Canada that are gonna have like that much of a multicultural population. And Vancouver, most of them are Asian. So if you're upset, you know. That your children don't look like you? Yeah. Or their friends or whatever? Like, I don't know where the fuck you are in Canada. I mean, how about this? Why don't you just go to the mall and find another white person and, like, just befriend them? It's not hard. Why do you have to put some call out there? Why do you got to make it so, like, There's 30 million white people in Canada. Yo, go walk into it. Hey, do you have a... Oh, I see you have a child my age. Like, why don't our children play together? (laughs) You know, but then you go over to the house and they got a black child. Oh, damn, they got a black child here. (laughs) They got traumatized by the posters on the wall. Man, like, and and then this is why it says invest in your child's sense of well being and racial identity by giving them gifts of time spent amongst their own people because they deserve it. But again, this is the very same person. Hold on, hold on. But this is the very same person that we say, Oh, we want to celebrate black history. Now you're mad at us. Mm -hmm. Oh, what are you doing? We're investing in our well being, my nigga. Like, isn't that what you're trying to do with the white tots? 
So it is all it's just the hypocrisy of it. You know what I'm saying? Like you want us to assimilate, right? Mm-hmm. But when your school shows up a little bit more diverse, right? And when now we might want to celebrate holidays, now we want to put Kwans on. You don't want your child wearing no dashiki to school to assimilate into what we're doing, right? Yeah. But we always got to assimilate into what you're doing. And the minute one or two black people or Indian people pop up on your block, now you spread moms and tots, whites only. <laughs> God damn. I wanted to, I wanted those youngers learn variations of the N word. Like A B C D E F G H I J K L M Nigga P Nigger Nigga Nigga But I think this also goes to show how when we do affinity groups, it's like come meet other cool people, come share food, and this is in opposition to the existence of other people. Yes. Just yes. being there. When we yeah. people talk about, oh, why can I say white power? Why can I have a, my white friends meet up? It's yes. like, this is why. We're is not why. doing it in uh, opposition to another group existing. Right. We're mm-hmm. coming to d- build community. Your flagship promotion yes. It's like, are you tired of seeing these other niggas? Like, that is literally <laughs> what it says. Aren't like, you tired? Yes. Like, aren't you tired? Come hang out with us. Like, no. Yes. Why can't you say like, "Hey, we have a you know a white moms meetup." Yeah, are you a white mom? Bring your white kid yes. and let's I don't know put raisins in our potato salad or something. A thousand percent. Yeah. But like, no, I believe that people deserve their spaces and places. A hundred percent. I I believe you know, yes. there should be white people meetups. That is, white men should yeah. meet up. All type of stuff. So I don't think that. I think that the, they have white meetups. They call them Congress and Senate and... Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, go ahead. Attorney, sororities, <laughs> right, right. And, and, no, golf clubs. Country clubs, yes. Yeah. Which is factual, but I also, I don't have a problem when other ethnicities want to have their Me own no. stuff. No one has a problem with that. The issue is, it's for some reason, it m- always seems like when white people decide to advertise or create these meetups, it is to cause harm and chaos to other people. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm at my black people meetups, we're talking about like our food, our hair, yes, yes, yes. like what we can do to improve the quality of life, to fix the water. Also, we're not trying to like harm another group of people. True. So to me, it's always fascinating what the, why that's the go-to. And, and it's always, even though we have like cultural places, We've also don't discriminate against anybody else. We always trying to invite somebody to the barbecue. Like we're so we inviting people to the cookout this, all the time. That's what I'm saying. Like we're all we we always invite people to come in. As long as you come in with a good spirit, you want to learn. You want it's like come in and learn. And again, like when you go, you know, when you travel to go different places, it's because you want to learn about other people's culture and, and celebrate that person. So you know what I'm saying? There's this. It's just this thing of like now. And, and it, it's so interesting, this idea of like, hey, hey, white people, you know, like, I'm, I didn't commit these horrible past sins like your grandfathers and right. great grandfathers did. Okay? Like, I, if I want to learn about it, now I'm wrong? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm wrong if I want to learn about it now. Oh, they try to make us feel bad. No, we're trying to learn real history. You know what I'm saying? And it, because the history, your history is this and what you did to other people of colors of the world, you should, one, you should feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. And we should collectively come together to work to actually build an equitable world, right? 
not a world where you attack black people because we're trying to help other black business people and we're trying to come together. It's fascinating. You know what I'm saying? It's fascinating. White Pages. Yes, our book. Yes. Friend of the organization. Friend of the organization. Supporter of the organization. Supporter. Uh-huh. Friend. Yes. Yep. Great person. Great person. Great human being. And Might have some- seen her on TV or, or movie or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you've probably seen her. I mean, and somebody that's private life has been private. I'm saying so for Kerry Washington. No scandals. So funny. Thank you. So this is Kerry Washington's memoir, Thicker Than Water. Out twizzy twizzy twa. And, you know, she's letting it, you know, she's telling us, you know, her journey. Right. Her journey to becoming Kerry Washington. One Hood is a part of her VIP cohort. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. thankful to, for the support that Kerry Washington's given us and the activism that she does right. to make our world a better place. So yes. definitely support Kerry Washington. Buy our book, A Memoir, Thicker Than Water. With that being said, is there anything happening this week? There are things happening, but the most important thing is to make sure you are registered to vote. Yes. You have until October 23rd to make sure you're registered to vote here in Pennsylvania. Yes. We have so many things happening with our ballots and within our society. It's really important that you get out to vote, so please make sure you're registered to vote by October 23rd. Absolutely. Trouble? Friday, I'll be performing with Roger Humphreys. Yes. Yes. It's going to be dope. It's going to be And that's going to be where? It's going to be at the Jane, formerly known as Jay Verno Studio. And if they want tickets, they can go where? They can go to the World Affairs Council. Affairs Council's website. Yes, the yes. World Affairs Council. Trouble and two legends. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Trouble and Roger Humphreys coming together. You film. Can't be missed. So go see that this Friday. I'll actually be in Denver this week at MSU. Denver, shout out to MSU Denver. I'm doing a residency this week, so I'll be doing a bunch of things and I'll be culminating Thursday. I'll be doing a conversation on university campus open to the public. And guess who else is in Denver? Free Speech TV. So I get to kick it in person with our Free Speech TV family. Looking forward to seeing y'all. Any final words, my brother? No. But you were at a dope event this weekend. Where was I? You were in Dallas, Dallas. at the Boca oh, John yes, yo, five year um, anniversary large event. Up, yes, large up to the to the Jean family yes. for you know hosting Miss Michelle and I, Miss Michelle Kenny and I, and that's a really good chocolate cheesecake. Very and and Alyssa, uh, both jeans. Both just just John's put sister, a book. Yeah, just, just put a yeah, book out. Just put out a book. Yeah, so we got to get after, her book after both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, rest in power to both of Jean, both of John. Sorry, long live his legacy. Absolutely. And thank you for the chocolate cheesecake. Come on. And with that being said, we will see y'all next week with more variations of the N word. <laughs> no. no. That was great. Very- <laughs>